Thank you for joining us once again for Kingdom Rock Radio. Now here's a sample of today's broadcast. Right? What's happening? Eve is talking to the devil. Lord, Lord be there. You're talking to the devil. Or rather, she is talking to the devil. Now, if a devil comes anywhere around my wife, you got to talk to me first. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Husband ought to step up. Remember, if you'd like to hear more about our ministry, just log on to KingdomRock.org. That's KingdomRock.org. Now sit back, relax, and enjoy the rich word of God. Well, tonight, as we get into the word of the Lord, I'm very excited um, to get into the word of God with you. <clears throat> uh, as we said, we're going to just put our video on just a hold, on hold for just, just a little while. And uh, we're really going to just, we're going to continue in the subject tonight of vessels of honor. We want, we want to be meat for the master's use, right? Remember we said meat, the word meat, M-E-E-T, means easy to use or ready to use. For the Lord to use us to do any good work, amen? All right, so as we look, as we've been talking about iniquity for a while, talking about sin and and uh, we know why we need to get it out of our lives. Uh, if you don't know why, here's a, here's, a good, here's a good reason why you need to get sin out of your life. Why? Because sin brings, that's right, sin brings death. If you want death, then keep on doing sin. Amen. Amen. You will eventually get it. Amen. Okay? Now death, of course, means, we can say here, it means the loss the loss of something, right? You're gonna lose something. Death means uh, uh, also uh, it means some type of destruction. Destruction, right? Some type of destruction. Something. It means something bad will happen if we continue in it. Something bad will happen. Now, the Bible is very clear. The wages of sin is death, but the gift of God's eternal life in Christ Jesus. It says again, if we live after the flesh or walk after the flesh, you're going to die. It's going to bring some form of death in something, the loss of something, whether it's the loss of a marriage, loss of a relationship, the loss of a job. <clears throat> um, I've known people to lose their job because of some sort of sin that they were involved in. I've known people lose marriages because of some sin they've been involved in. I've known people lose money because of some type of sin they've been involved in. So you, you name it, okay? Sin, S-I-N, is bad, okay? It may be pleasurable for the moment, and we're going to talk about that, but it will always yield this. It will always yield the fruit of this. Remember our little tree we drew? You know, a little tree, a tree with an afro on it there. That's how I draw a tree with an afro. <laughs> a little fruit there, you know, fruit there and all that good stuff. It will yield some type of fruit that will lead to death. Okay? There's just so much about it. As I continue to study this and really get into this, I, I try to just get down into one little area to really fine-tune it, get into it, you know, to condense it because it's so big. It is so much into it. But every time I get into a smaller area, it blows up larger. So, okay, let me get this here. This is, this is smaller. I can get this. But then that blows up larger. And it blows up larger. So, 
the Lord has the faucet turned on, Gwen. He has the faucet turned on. We're gonna just going to really just, just run a glean from it, okay? Amen. All right. So as we talk about um, sin, and tonight we're really going to be speaking from the subject of um, get a grip. Get a grip. Time to get a grip. Um, as we talk about sin and iniquity, you really, as I was asking, Lord, where do you want me to start? Because it's, it's so big. So we're going to go back to the very beginning. Let's go back to the book of Genesis. Let me show you some patterns here. <clears throat> as we look at the first sin in Scripture, Genesis, the third chapter, we're going to see some parallels here in Genesis 3 that we will actually see throughout the entire Bible. And uh, we see patterns, the enemy's patterns. And if we can detect his patterns, we'll know how he operates. Uh, the Bible says in um, Ephesians, I believe the sixth chapter, uh, it talks about the wiles of the devil. The wiles or the tricks of the enemy. He doesn't have anything new. And you'll see these same type of patterns um, taking place in your own life. Okay? All right, so let's look at Genesis 3. Let me get, let me get it myself. I'm so excited to be here with y'all. I enjoy the word, just studying the word myself, but when I get before you, it just takes on another meaning. I feel like I have a purpose when I get in front of you, praise the Lord. Well, thank you, sister. Genesis 3, verses 1 through, we'll see. It reads like this. Now the serpent was more subtle than any beast of the field, which the Lord God had made. And he said unto the woman, Yea, hath God said, Ye shall not eat of every tree of the garden? And the woman said unto the serpent, We may eat of the fruit of the trees of the garden, but of the fruit of the tree which is in the midst, midst or the middle of the garden, God hath said, Ye shall not eat of it, neither shall ye touch it, lest ye die. And the serpent said unto the woman, Ye shall not surely die, for God doeth know that in the day ye eat thereof, then your eyes shall be opened, and ye shall uh, be as gods, little g, knowing good and evil. And when the woman saw that the tree was good for food, and that it was pleasant to the eyes, and a tree to be desired to make one, what? Wise. She took of the fruit thereof, and did eat. And gave also unto her husband with her, and he did eat. And the eyes of them both were opened, and they knew that they were naked, or naked, depending on what part of the country you come from. They knew that they both were naked, and sewed fig leaves together, and made themselves aprons. And they heard the voice of the Lord God walking in the garden. In the cool of the day, and Adam and his wife hid themselves, Adam and his wife hid themselves from the presence of the Lord God um, amongst the trees of the garden. And the Lord God called unto Adam and said unto him, Where art thou? Sounds like Shakespeare, doesn't it? So Shakespeare got it from the Bible, didn't he? Praise the Lord. Verse 10, and he said, I heard thy voice in the garden and I was afraid because I was naked and I hid myself. And it goes on, you know, who told you you were naked? And then it goes on further, right? All right, we'll stop there for a second. Notice 
uh, we can see the results right off the back. Uh, the results of this first sin. And we're going to really get into that. What's one of the results, results of sin? What happened there? What happened there? Just You can pop it out, praise the Lord. Just pop it out. Popcorn. Yes, that right. That's right. Right. All right. Okay. Good. We got some. We got shame and right. They were rejected as they were thrown out the garden. Right. Rejected. Now, keep in mind, don't say any big words. Okay. Uh, We want to look look at some results. That's one of the calls. Disobedience is definitely calls. But uh, look at this also. How about fear? They were afraid. We were afraid and we hid ourselves. Fear uh, came in picture, right? Shame. Uh, I think we said also uh, guilt. LT, right? Shame. Oh, yes, definitely. Death, of course. Mentioned that earlier, right? Very good. Death. So those are just five things. There are more there that happen as a result of that first sin, right? Um, let me add this to. Um, number six, there was a separation. Separation, which kind of goes with that rejection thing. Se- separation from uh, the presence of God, right? Separation. Now, before the sin, there was no shame. Before the sin, there was no rejection. Before the sin, there was no fear. Before the, sh- before the sin, there was no guilt. Before the sin, there was no death. Before the sin, there was no separation from God. There was no hiding. They were also hiding, weren't they? But the hiding was because of the fear, right? So they were also hiding from God. Hiding from God. So all those things came as a result. Now, do we see this still happening in our lives? Now, we don't need anybody in here that's an expert on sin. I think we all can be an expert. Isn't that right? Amen. We've all dealt with it, haven't we? Amen. Okay, praise the Lord. Don't need a book on that. We know it. We know that that stuff still happens, right? All right, but I want you to see a pattern here. Um, now, a lot of people, of course, they, when they think about the first sin, people, in the, and they think about the Garden of Eden, what one name pops up? What, who do they always talk about? They always talk about Eve. Boy, if that Eve hadn't done this and that and the other. But let me tell you now, that's just as wrong as wrong in me. Right? What's happening? Eve is talking to the devil. Lord, Lord D there. He's talking to the devil. Rather, she is talking to the devil. Now, if a devil comes anywhere around my wife... You got to talk to me first. Amen. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Amen. Husband ought to step up. Amen. Demons coming talking. Amen. Hey, hey, what you? Hey, honey, stand back for a second. <laughs> we we got to have some words, right? All right, but that's another story altogether. But, you know, here's a case possible. Let me just give you a possible scenario here of a weak man that's letting his wife do all the talking. But we'll move on right there. Are y'all hearing what is being said? In the face of danger, face of an adversary, face of a bill collector, face of this, face of that. Honey, go 
Uh, let's get right in here, okay? Amen. Amen. Okay. Um, now, let's look at this. If the sheriff comes and knocks on the door, let me go to the door and deal with him. Amen. That's all I'm saying. Okay. Notice the pattern here. I want you to see some things. Notice what happened. First thing we see here is that the enemy starts uh, to cause Adam and Eve to question the character of God. First thing, question the character of God. And he says, uh, in essence, he's in essence in verse uh, one through four, he's saying God is a liar. Oh, what God say? No, God, that won't happen to you. He first thing he does is calls Lord. Hope y'all got that. If you taking notes, praise the Lord. Uh, so we talk about the pattern. First thing the enemy does. Time for some more. First thing the enemy does is calls um, question. Calls you to question. Uh, question God's character. Question of character. Okay. Y'all know what that says, right? Praise the Lord. He wants to cause you to question God. Question God. Start questioning what God said. Well, if God really, God knows that you'll have this good result if you just do. You know, he's questioning God's character, saying to Adam and Eve, God's a liar. The first thing he wants to do is have you to question what God said in your life. Second thing is the enemy began to spark a desire um, or to spark a flame of desire in the woman, possibly the man as well, um, by saying, you will be like God. In other words, you'll have great power and control if you do this. You won't go forward. You're not, there's no temptation there unless there's a desire. He has to stir up a desire. In order for it to be a real temptation, there has to be some sort of desire. So he'll have to feed you some sort of desire. This will be a good result for you if you do this. Okay? The second thing in the pattern is, uh, Lord, is uh, desire. Okay, he'll have to give you a desire. Something has to be appealing toward it. We said one time in the food bank, you know, if someone comes up to me, if I haven't eaten in days and somebody still brings, brings me a plate of eggs, scrambled eggs, smothered, covered, or whatever you want, a sunny side up, whatever, I don't want it. I don't like it. So it's not a temptation for me. Now you bring some cake or a steak around me, then we may have a temptation going on there, right? So it must be something that you desire. And we, as we said before, all sin, I'm not sure how many of you remember that or not, but all sin is based in a legitimate need. All sin, all sin is based, I'm not going to keep writing, but is based in a legitimate need. Okay? All right. This is also true of this very first sin. If it is truly a sin, it is based, it has its base or basis in some type of need. There's something that you need in it. As we uh, talked about uh, before, someone says, well, I have a lust problem. Okay, that's sin, isn't it? 
or it can uh, uh, go into that. That's called also an inordinate affection. We'll get into that. But if someone says I have a lust problem there uh, or they say uh, I, I can't help it. I, I have to have this physical gratification in that way. They may be they actually may be saying I have an int- I have a need for intimacy. OK, I want to be close. I have a need for closeness. I have a need for connection. That's why they keep going from person to person and all that stuff. They have a need for that. If someone says, well, I have a problem with drinking, I'm, with drunkenness. Well, they may have a need for peace. And that drinking or that the drugs gives them that peace or that they may have a need for escape. So here again, have, wanting peace is not bad. Having, wanting escape, just trying to get away from the cares, they call that vacation. That's not bad, right? Uh, wanting connection, wanting to be close, wanting to be intimate. These are not bad things. But it becomes sin when we go about finding those things in the wrong way. Are you with me? Uh, sin of idolatry. Uh, that simply is a, a person that's wanting uh, to worship. They have a need to worship. But instead of worshiping God, they're worshiping people or, or things. Okay, so that's a legitimate need to worship. Someone steals. That's sin, right? If you don't think it's sin, please let me know. I'll keep my belongings secure. <laughs> Stealing. They may be trying to get comfort. They, they need something. They see what you have, and they're trying to get some sort of comfort for themselves. You know, I want to take it so I'll have it so I'll be more comfortable. Right? There's nothing wrong with wanting to be comfortable. But it is when you take my stuff. Right? Okay. Someone that is lying may have a need of, you know, self-preservation. I'm trying to save my own self. So I'm going to tell you this whopping lie so, you know, I'll feel better so I won't get in trouble. You know, we should have a, a desire to not get in trouble. Right? But it's the way we're going about it that's bad. Uh, envy and when someone may um, have a need for security so they say I wish I had what you have if I had what you have I'll feel more secure okay same thing with jealousy so here again all sin it is rooted in some type of need some type of legitimate need you find the basis of it and really the enemy's plan is so insidious it's it's he'll find something that you already want that's already a need in you and then just dangle a carrot over here and say, you can have it right now. It's kind of like when you need furniture in the house and you see a commercial, no payment, no interest till 2015. Nothing. You can get what you want right now. As long as you pay it off before then, no payment, no interest. But a lot of people say, well, I don't have to have 2015. No big worry. But that date rolls around. Bang. And now you're paying two to three times <laughs> what that furniture was worth. Yes, yes, yes. Okay, so it is, you can have it right now. Okay, insidious. I mean, it's, it's, it's criminal. It's evil. Right? But it's, it, it, it says you can have it now instead of later. Now, what need was the, the fruit, uh, the fruit of the tree of good and evil? What need was that solving? Well, I'm glad that you asked that question. <laughs> Let's look here and let's look back in Genesis and uh, we're going to see what need, what need was this solving. Now, as we actually look in Genesis 1, 
Uh, as a matter of fact, Genesis 1.26. It says here, and God said, let us make man in our image, right? After our likeness, after our likeness, let them have dominion over the fish of the sea and over the fowl of the air and over the cattle and over all the earth and over every creeping thing that creepeth upon the earth. So God created man in his own image. In the image of God created him, male and female created he them. All right. That was a desire that God had already put into man's heart. To be like him. You see that? He created man in his own image, in his own likeness, to be like him. Right? And so the enemy says, let's go back to um, Genesis 3. And what does he say in verse number 5? As the devil's talking, or rather as that serpent is talking to Eve, he says, For God doeth know that in the day ye eat thereof, then your eyes shall be opened, and ye shall be as what? God's. There's something that God had already said, hey, that's in my plan for you. That's in my plan for your life. And really all Adam and Eve had to do was to eat of the tree of uh, life. That's all. There were all these other trees in the garden, right, But they're, that were good for food. But there were two trees in which they would make a decision. One, be like God, tree of life. Two, be like the enemy, sin tree of knowledge of good, of good and evil right so here was a desire that was already in them to be like God I want to be like dad I want to be like you Lord because the Lord came down and walked with them and talked with them and he the Lord has ultimate power so surely they desire to to be like him like we desire to be like the Lord Jesus amen uh, we desire to be like him so that desire was was in Adam and Eve it was a need and the enemy said okay I see you have that desire let me show you how you can get what you want, but in another way. Just eat this. Are you, are you feeling that? All right. Let's look at the, the, the next really pattern in this. Uh, three, so we say in two, he stirred a desire. Three, um, the woman and possibly the man started to Bible said they saw the fruit when the woman saw the fruit. Uh, to see the fruit of the word saw there means to consider or look at or to cause to look intensely, hmm, to observe, to inspect. Okay? So, here again, this conversation may not have been taking place right next to the tree as we see in you know, a lot of paintings and things of that nature, there's nothing in the Bible that says they were standing right by the tree talking to the devil. They could have been over somewhere far away. But the enemy starts thinking, having their mind to think about that other tree, about the benefits. You'll be like God. But God already said, hey, that's my plan for your life. Amen. Just come to me. Right? Just come to me. I want you to have peace, Lord said. Just come to me. I want you to have intimacy. Just come to me. I want to fulfill your desires. Just come to me. Hallelujah. Same thing is going on right now. And so the, the, the woman got to thinking. The man got to thinking. Right now we just stick with the word. The woman got to thinking here. Right? So we don't know how long 
you know, typically we think that this whole conversation in chapter three took place in a moment, you know, in a few minutes. But it could have been where the enemy talked to her a little bit and she went away and started thinking about it. Hmm. Start to meditate on what could happen. How I would feel if I had that, if I did that. How good my hand would feel if I really slapped the fire. How it would feel to really curse them out. How it, how it would feel to have another sip, have another. How it would feel, how it feels, and you get to thinking on it and thinking on it and thinking on it. And once you get to thinking on it, sooner or later your body's going to turn toward it. Okay? So once this conversation went on, the Bible says in the book of James, the first chapter, I believe, or the fourth chapter, that, that once lust has conceived, yes. once it gets in you, yes. you're going to begin to turn in that direction. Amen. Okay? So there was that desire, or we can say here, <clears throat> after desire, the third thing is, here's the pattern, now there's the, um, the thinking about it. This chalk is not as good as the other one. I don't know if you can see it or not. There was the thinking about it. Okay? The meditation. Hmm. 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 Now, at this point, level three, you can still abort that thing. You can get the word of God on it. No, the word of God uh, declares uh, the will of God concerning me is to abstain from fornication. The word of God says thou shalt not commit adultery, whatever it is. You know, at this thinking stage, we can still abort that thing. Okay? At the questioning God stage, we can, no, no, no. I, I trust God. I know that he knows best for me. I'm going to wait, and I'm going to seek him. But it went from the questioning to the desire phase. Ooh, really? I can have that? Yes, ma'am, you can have this thing. Yes, sir, you can have all this leather with LED TV. You can have it all now. You just sign your name right here. And you can have it today. No need, what are you going to do? What? Save up for it? No, you don't have to do that. Just sign right here. You can have it now. Why wait on God? You can have it now. And that's, that's the real issue, isn't it? So it goes from the questioning phase to the desire phase to the thinking phase, meditating on it, meditating on the possibilities, what could happen, how it would feel. Usually it's how it would make you feel. Sin has got that root in some type of feeling, how it will make me feel. It's make me feel better. Make me feel, because really here, there's some type of pressure. In desire, there's pressure. If it's when it's really pulling on you, there's some type of pressure when it's pulling on you. Pulling on you to do some sort of action when it's pulled. So there's some sort of pressure in that desire phase. And that pressure is building down in the thinking phase when you're thinking about it, thinking about it, thinking about it. And so the woman goes, the Bible says she goes and... Uh, when the woman saw that the tree was good for food, verse number six, it says, when the woman saw that the tree was good for food. And what do you mean was good for food? Because remember, how does she determine that the tree was good for food? Remember, she told the devil, God said, don't touch it or you're going to die. So apparently, in order for her to see that it was good for food, she had to 
Adam, we not dead. When she saw it was good for food, just like the other fruit um, trees. When she saw it was good for food, when she inspected it, handled it. And see, that's the other problem now when we get to handling it. After we thought about how to do it, I could go out of town and do it. Nobody knows me out of town. Go to the next city, go to the next county. Nobody knows me. I can do it. I can buy this ticket. Nobody knows. Or whatever it is, you hear me? We begin to handle it and see that maybe it's not so bad. Okay, fourth thing, that handling stage. Let me get this thing right here. That handling stage for the handling, handling stage. All right? The handling stage. You may not handle it with your hand, but you handle it with your thoughts. Amen. Amen. And it becomes more possible yes. to you. Y'all still here? Amen. All right, so we leave out of that stage. Now look, and then the Bible says, um, after she inspected, it says she and her husband, uh, they of course went out and they sought the tree. They had to go and seek after the tree. Okay, that is after they um, inspected it and touched it. They sought after rather, not the tree, but the, the fruit. They inspected the fruit, of course. And the fourth thing is, as I was saying, the fourth thing is, or the fifth thing, is that they ate it. You did it. It happened. Okay? So five, the five, I said four steps, but we see here the five, um, you did it. All right, sin. Okay, it happened. Yes, ma'am. How did they know how to sow and what they sow leaves with? Well, I'm sure there was some intelligence. If Adam and Eve, or Adam in particular, had the ability to name all the animals, I'm sure he was very highly intelligent. So where they get the, the strings or the, the vines, the, I have no idea. But that's a great question. We have to put, pull it up at some other time. Matter of fact, why don't you research that for us? No, I'm kidding. I, I, don't, I, I don't know. That's not one thing that I looked at that particular thing, but they, we can look at that in the aspect of they then tried to cover their sin. They know they had done wrong, and then they tried to cover their mess. How many times have we tried to cover our tracks? Like David with Bathsheba did the do, send her back home. She's pregnant, have Uriah killed. Cover the tracks so nobody will know what happened. So nobody will know my sin, but God does. Last thing. I want you to see something here. Um, Now, one reason that Eve was more susceptible to uh, the enemy's trickery is because she added to the word. Okay? Let's look at uh, verse number three again. And there was also some doubt in what she was saying. It says in verse number three, the enemy, you know, asked her, well, what has God said? So she's about to now repeat 
what she believes God has said. Verse 3, but of the fruit of the tree which is in the midst of the garden, God has said, see she's about to say what she thinks God said. Okay? This is what she said God said. Ye shall not eat of it. That's true. Neither shall you touch it. That's added. Least ye die. I want you to see uh, these two words. The touch and the least. Okay? Make a note of that. She said, God said, don't touch it, least you die. Okay? Let's see what God really did say. Let's go to Genesis 2. <clears throat> Genesis 2. And the Lord God took the man and put him into the Garden of Eden to dress it and to keep it. Now, at this point, it's just Adam there. Adam had the responsibility, of course, of sharing the word with his wife. Okay? With Eve at this point. She was not named Eve right yet. She wasn't named Eve until actually after the fall. But he had the responsibility of relaying the word of God to his wife. Okay? So it could be that Adam added to try to reinforce what God said. Baby, look, don't even touch it, okay? Okay? But somebody added to it. Okay? All right. The ladies say probably him. Let's look at it again. Verse 15. And, and, and the Lord God took the man and put him into the garden uh, of Eden to dress it and to keep it. And the Lord God commanded the man. You see? Saying of every tree of the garden thou mayest freely eat. Eat everything you want to. But. Say but. Of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil thou shalt not eat of it. For in the day that thou eatest thereof, thou shalt surely, what? Die. Okay? So God did not say, don't touch it. He did not use the word least. He used the word surely. Right? Least means possibly. Or not for sure. Or maybe. So that was the doubt. That's the doubt. Okay? Don't touch it or you may die. No one really knows because nobody really touched it before. But God never said, don't touch it. Okay? He said, don't eat it or you will surely die. Positive word. This is going to happen to you. And of course, they did die. He said the day, the day, a day is to the Lord's a thousand years, and Adam and Eve did die within that thousand year period. Okay? Not the next moment, but within a thousand year period. We understand that, right? Right. <clears throat> All right. So look at that. She added to, or they added to, somewhere it was added to, don't touch. And so the enemy latched on. Hey, I know, I was there. I heard what God said, and God didn't say that. I got a way to get in here. So, and what is it saying? So we need to watch out for that false doctrine. False doctrine that's still uh, prevalent in the church today. Where the word of God goes forth. Where people, false prophets rise. 
deceive many, saying things that God did not say, and the enemy latches hold to this, and you say, hey, you start handling stuff, God didn't, he never said all that, okay? But the enemy, he started from the beginning uh, manipulating words, and he's still manipulating words now. He tried the same thing with the Lord Jesus. Hath God said, if you be the son of God, hey, taking what God said, just like he did with Eve, taking what God said and trying to manipulate to cause a reaction in you. All right. Did y'all get anything out of that tonight? Yeah. Praise the Lord. Well, those of you that are here tonight and those of you that are listening by way of CD, if you don't know the Lord Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior of your life, we're going to say this short prayer together. And I pray that if you pray this prayer sincerely, the Lord will hear you and he will answer you. So if everybody here, would you, would you stand with us at this time? And we're going to invite our Savior in our hearts because he loves us. And he is not here to condemn us. He's not here to embarrass us. He loves you. He loves you. And he does not want distance to be between you. So, would you repeat with me? Would you pray with me? And just say, Father, I come to you admitting that I have done wrong. I have sinned and I have fallen short of your glory. But I've heard that you're a loving God and that you will forgive me. So now I ask you to forgive me of all my sins. And I confess Jesus as my master, my Lord, and as my Savior. Come into my heart, Lord Jesus. Live in me. I accept you. And I thank you for accepting me. Now fill me with your precious spirit. I thank you, Father, for saving me. In Jesus' name. Amen. Remember, if you would like to hear more about our ministry, just log on to KingdomRock.org. That's KingdomRock.org.